Hey friends, thanks for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. Today we're going to be discussing the topic, Relinquishing the Battle. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today, and I hope you all are doing well. We're going to jump right into the topic today, and and the topic today is something that we face each and every day of our lives, and that is battles. The problem, however, is that we too often try to fight these battles on our own, with our own intellect and with our own strategies and agendas. The issue here is that this is not what God has commanded for us to do. Many new believers believe that the moment they accept Christ, that their life is going to be completely better from there on out. In many ways, this may be true. The truth here is that, as a believer, you now have faith in God, and you've now been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You no longer live by what you see, but instead you walk by faith, trusting in the Son of God to wash away your sins so that you can spend eternity with Him when you breathe your last breath. The common occurrence that happens after conversion is that while we have faith in God, that upon our death we will enter into the gates of heaven to spend eternity with Jesus, we somehow in our journey waver in faith that God will actually take care of us on our way to heaven. We have faith to go to heaven, we have faith that we're going to get there, but somehow we lose faith in the process. We lose faith that God will take care of us when we find ourselves in turmoil in this present life. And I speak from experience here, the fact remains that God cares for you. Not only does He ensure our forgiveness of sin when we call upon Him, when we repent and acknowledge our sins and trust in the work of the cross, but He also cares for you in the matters of this life and the challenges that you face each and every day. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When the attacks of the enemy come in like a flood as a believer, it is important that you understand the battle for what it is and learn to relinquish the battle to the Lord. Now, this doesn't mean that we cease to acknowledge that God's power lives on the inside of us, but instead we must understand when to turn that battle over to God. We understand that within our own capabilities, we stand no match against the enemy. We cannot defeat him, and we will not be successful in the battle against him. It is the king living on the inside of us that is the warrior and the lion of the tribe of Judah. It is him and him alone that can conquer the enemy's attack against you. This is the constant battle of spiritual warfare we face every day. Ephesians 6.12 reminds us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Recognize spiritual warfare when it comes against you, call it out, and then lean on the Father to fight your battles for you. Exodus 14.14 says the Lord himself will fight for you, just stay calm. These attacks of spiritual warfare can often be covert to the point where, on face value, it doesn't appear like it's a spiritual attack at all. That said, we must also recognize that sometimes we are responsible for our own undoing. I don't necessarily ascribe to the belief that everything negative that comes against you is from the enemy. I believe that sometimes negative things happen to us due to a number of reasons, a cause and effect 
type of situation, for example. For example, if you rob a bank and get thrown in jail, you can't blame the enemy for the fact that you're in jail. You're in jail because you robbed the bank, right? With that being said, a lot of attacks that happen against you are indeed spiritual and in an effort to get your mind off God and get your mind on your circumstances. The enemy is very strategic in this way. It may rear its ugly head through an argument with a friend or a family member or certain reminders that may come your way of the man or woman that you used to be before Christ. This is a common strategy of the enemy, reminding you of how you messed up before and reminding you that you do not deserve the grace and mercy of Christ. Now let me put that argument to bed right now if I may. None of us are worthy of grace and mercy. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God, yet it is God's grace and mercy that he decided to step foot on this earth and die a death you and I should have died so that we can spend eternity with him. That is the love of Christ. None of us are worthy of it. That is why it's called the gift of grace. The only thing we must do is accept it, walk it out, and trust in God for the rest. The enemy's attacks are strategic. Don't be naive to that. We must pray for discernment to understand when the enemy is attacking and know what we must do in order to win that battle. The ultimate battle, understand, will not be won until the very end of time. But we can still have victory while in this life, and the key takeaway for that victory is to trust in God. It seems so overly simplistic, yet... Man, it's hard to walk out, isn't it? Our objective cannot be living a life of self-defense and pursuing our adversaries every time something bad happens to us. If we choose to do that, then the enemy has already won because he knows we must acknowledge, like I said earlier, that we do not stand a match against the enemy. By trying to battle the spiritual warfare on our own, we take our eyes off of Christ, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We must learn the art of faith in laying down trivial pursuits with friends. This is what so easily trips us up. we got to lay down these trivial pursuits that we find ourselves with friends, family members, co-workers, and instead put on the full armor of God so we can walk into the enemy's camp and declare what belongs to us in the name of the Lord. The battles I'm referring to often show up in these arenas where we try to settle the issue within our own flesh using our own fleshly desires, strategies, and and. Uh, agendas. This is not spiritual, and it's not a successful strategy to overcoming spiritual warfare. Battles can also show up in the form of sickness, financial hits in your home, attacks on your marriage, the list goes on and on and on, and you know your attacks better than I do. The best weapon of our warfare, however, is prayer, and through prayer we acknowledge to ourselves and to God that we are relying on Him and we're relinquishing the spiritual attacks and the battle that lie before us, not to ourselves, but to God. This is when we completely and wholeheartedly surrender to God and pray to Him to resolve the situation we are in. Every time we pray for uh, conversions, every time we pray for the lost to be saved, every time we pray for healings and sicknesses and restoration and, and redemption and, and all of those things, that is how we battle those battles, by giving it and relinquishing the battle to the Lord to fight on our behalf. Now, recognize here that I'm not speaking of rolling over either and playing dead and pretending the problem mustn't be dealt with either. There is a balance, and only prayer and the guidance of the Holy Spirit can lead you in the right direction of when to completely lay it down or when the Holy Spirit is guiding you to do a particular thing in the natural to help fight that battle. 
you got to rely on God, though. That's the key. Proverbs 20.22 tells us not to say, I will get even for this wrong. Instead, Proverbs 20.22 says, wait for the Lord to handle the matter. So we can't say, I'm, you know, this person did me wrong, I'm going to get even for that. No, that's not what is scriptural. Instead, we got to wait th- for the Lord to handle the matter for us. Pray through your circumstances and problems and watch what God will do on your behalf. Now, if you don't pray, then you can't understand the battle entirely. Without prayer, you have no strategic input. You have no armor. You have no anointing and no covering against the wicked darts of the enemy. Prayer is an action of faith, and it is your shield against those darts of the enemy. Psalms 34:17 says, The Lord hears His people when they cry to Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. This is such a faith-inspiring scripture, but we cannot take hold of this lest we cry out to Him for help. The answer to the victory comes through us by prayer, which requires us to relinquish the battle to the Lord. Now listen to these other scriptures. Isaiah 45 verse 2, I will go before you and make the crooked path straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. Another one, Psalms 138 verse 7, Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand and the power of your right hand saves me. Throughout the Bible, we also see how praise can be used as a weapon of warfare. We see this example in 2 Chronicles 20, when Jehoshaphat stood and sang praises to the Lord. Afterwards, the Lord sent an ambush against the enemies of Israel. In Psalms, we read that the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. Along with prayer, praise helps keep our spirit refreshed. It reminds us to stay calm and to trust in the Lord to fight the battles for us. It's a reflection and a reminder to us of who God is, what He can do, and that if He cares for the sparrow that flies by day, how much more does He care for you? Now, without praise and worship and prayer, it is easy to let the cares of this world wash away the truths and the reminders that are found in the Word of God. Another action of how praise can be your weapon is found in the book of Acts. We see the power of praise in action here in chapter 16. We read that Paul and Silas are in prison when they begin to sing praises unto God. Through their praise, the prison doors were open. Now, what does that tell us? It tells us that praise helps get us out of the oppression from the enemy. Praise opens the prison doors to help us be free. Praise also confuses the enemy because I promise you, the enemy thought whatever it was that he put on you, it would shut you up and shut you down. Instead, the enemy sees you praise God in the middle of your adversity. Now imagine the confusion there. Imagine the faith. This is how we let God fight our battles. We relinquish the attacks of the enemy to the Lord because the Bible says that he will avenge us. The Bible says to cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. The Bible says to stay calm and let the Lord fight on your behalf. He's gone before you. He's making the crooked path straight so you can pass through. Will there be trials and adversities along the way? You bet. But when they come, you know to relinquish the fight to the Lord and look upon Him through prayer and praise along the way and watch Him fight on your behalf. This is faith, friends, and we know that it is by faith we live and not by sight. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining in today. I hope today we have reinforced the reminder to each and every one of you 
that our God is the consuming fire. He is our refuge. He is our strong tower. He is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is a warrior, and he will fight for you. And understand that when you feel powerless against the enemy, that's your cue to step back and say, God, I need your help. God, please help in this situation. The best thing we can do is recognize as a believer we will face certain dramas, but approach these fights with boldness because if you weren't doing something right, then the enemy might not be coming against you, right? Thank you guys so much for joining in today. I hope you guys are encouraged by this message. I hope you guys are encouraged by our last uh, message we had with Pastor Brian Seidel. If you haven't listened to that, go back and check it out. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Stay strong in the faith, and I'll talk to you next time.